0: in the Senate and 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 time in the White House even before he was president have paid off experience actually matters it matters when you have a certain level of tact when you're dealing with these Republicans and Biden knows these Republicans inside and out he has worked with them he knows that they're extremely emotional he knows their pain points and he knows that he's got it at a good point right now and he's not going to fumble the ball while he's on the goal line. Anyway, here is... The question: is, he's not going to snatch the from the jaws of victory <laughs> and That's, yeah. that's, that's definitely still an, yeah. that's still an expression. That's still an expression oh. to the sports world.
1: Yeah, love, both, that's both one of I
0: know Jordy expression. was really impressed with my sports reference. I really so. liked it. That was mm-hmm. really nice <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Anyway, here's to is asking Biden if, uh, if Biden would consider, after uh, hearing Ron DeSantis's opinion on this issue, if Biden would consider a Trump pardon, then, then basically, for the listeners, uh, uh. Biden basically just laughs in Steve space.: face. Did you see that Ron DeFantis said that if he became president, he would pardon Trump? Where are you on the idea of president pardoning Trump? <laughs> laugh the laugh that he's oh, fucking yeah. away is great, but the hand gesture, too, I mean, that, that real, that's like, I, get out of here. <laughs> but you, you, gotta treat the, you gotta treat him like he's, he's an idiot, like, oh, you're asking yeah. a stupid question, you have to treat him, you know, it's interesting, over, oh, for asking, ask the president. is the message to House Democrats that have reservations about about this bill by this book. the message to House Democrats that have reservations about this uh compromise bill? Play play. Talk to me. Mr. Price, what would you tell them? I'm
2: not gonna tell you. Why not? Of course you
3: guys all go on and say, tell them what a
2: good deal is how much this is a hundred percent deal for the Democrats. Do You think it helped me get it passed? Well who's got the better deal? Do you? you think it's gonna help me get it pass? <laughs> so good and meat.
1: Pretty good, yeah. Good job, old man. Biden. <sighs> How stop playing? Um.
2: About this bill, but.
1: Oh,
0: come on, she's there. You have reservations about this uh... compromise bill. Talk to me.
1: Talk to me. Hashtag President, hashtag Biden, deals deftly
2: with Mr. Democrats who have reservations reporters. about this uh, compromise bill. Talk to me, Mr. President. What would you tell them? I'm not going to tell you. Why not? So you guys all get on and say, "Tell them what a good deal is. How about, how about this is hundred percent deal for the Democrats? You think it helped me get it passed? Well, who's got the better deal? Well, who, 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 do you think it helped me get it passed? So good. And meanwhile, you've got Peter
0: Ducey asking
1: <laughs> on the dead ceiling.
0: Would you consider a pardon? Stupid questions. It's so stupid. These questions. They're all stupid. Like the, the, uh, everybody. Is, every, if you if notice that so every question <laughs> is trying <laughs> to get.
1: Would you consider a pardon of Trump?
0: that they could position a story as this incredibly major conflict. They want Biden words out of Biden. They want Biden mocks Republicans, Biden spiking the foot. While you've got...
1: Cheers, what's going on? Eh. All right, whatever. So I'm posting it on Facebook. The clip I just made. Trista Justice. That's one of my Facebook accounts. Um, anyway, thanks for 164 k And... Uh, it's been going up and down. I have. I'm geofenced and I'm not convinced that y'all aren't just like, uh, you know, if I'm, you, you're just my sensors.
4: You
0: think asking Biden, <laughs> would you consider a part? Stupidest questions. These are so stupid. These questions. They're all stupid. Like the, the uh, everybody. If, if, if you notice that so every question <laughs> is trying <laughs> to get. An answer that they could position a story as yes. this incredibly major conflict. They want yes. Biden words out of Biden. They want Biden mocks Republicans, Biden spiking the football on it. They almost the media wants to almost destroy the entire deal and, and mm-hmm. help yes. the Republicans destroy the economy. But the good thing it's about so Biden here is that Biden is not Donald Trump. He doesn't take the bait. He does not take debate he actually is a master tactician and it's moments like this that show you that biden's decades in the senate and, and and time in the white house even before he was president have paid off experience actually matters it matters when you have a certain level of tact when you're dealing with these republicans yeah but he's fucking and Biden bombing serious shit inside and out he has worked with them he knows that they're extremely emotional he knows their pain points, and he knows that he's got it at a good point right now, and he's not going to fumble the ball while he's on the goal line. Anyway, here is Peter His question Duke. is he's not going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory right now. That's definitely right. still an expression. That's still his French ticket to the sports world. Yeah, both both both. Good. I know Jordy was uh, impressed with my sports reference. I really liked it. I was yeah, really impressed with you. Thanks, Jay. Anyway, here's Peter Ducey asking Biden if uh, if Biden would consider, after uh, hearing Ron DeSantis's opinion on this issue, if Biden would, con- Ducey asking Biden.
1: Biden, if he would consider a pardon of Trump. Hashtag Dark Brandon. (laughs) Come on, man. Play the clip. Come on, play the clip. at oh, It's a sports world.
0: Yeah, both, both, both today. I know Jordy was uh, impressed with my sports reference. I really liked uh, it.
1: I yeah.
4: Really liked it. That it was yeah, really impressed
0: awesome. Thanks, Jay. Anyway, here's Peter. Thanks, Jay. Anyway. Thanks, Jay.
1: Jay. Oh, Jordy. Acting real slow. Okay, I'm just gonna fucking share it. Good enough for government work. Peter Ducey asks hashtag Biden if he would consider a hashtag pardon of hashtag Trump. I mean hashtag diaper don. Pretty s- oh shit. Peter Doocy asks hashtag Biden if he would consider a hashtag pardon for hashtag Trump. I mean, hashtag diaper Don. Old. Diaper Don. Could totally fucking rewrite it. Retype it. Doocy asks Biden, Deucey. I What if he's related to Douchey? I bet he's related to Douchey. Fucking like douchebag. Pretty smooth, old man. Pretty smooth, comma old man. Exclamation point. Good job, Brandon. Hashtag good job, Brandon.
0: Consider a Trump pardon, and that basically, for the listeners, uh, Biden basically just laughs in Steve Deuce's (laughs) face. Ron Santos said that if he became president, he would pardon Trump. Where are you on the idea of president pardoning Trump? Uh. <laughs> 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 the is <his> last <laughs> is great, but it's the hand gesture too. I mean, that that really—that's <laughs> idea. Like, yeah, get, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to treat him. You got to treat him like he's, he's an idiot. Like you have stupid gestures. You have to, treat him <laughs> you know, just <it's laughs> I, I, you may have seen it. You might you have seen it. Today. I interviewed Ben LeBolt, White House Communications right oh, he Director. Did. He and, laughed it you know, off.
1: It was, it was such a answer. different
0: format for, I think, how to interviews go. are conducted, which is why I think it was a pretty successful interview. Because we spoke for 15 minutes, uninterrupted, right? No sound bites. I think I pressed him on the good, the bad. And the ugly in the deal. He answered the questions, and I didn't. cut I didn't try to jump him. I didn't interrupt him. But I pushed back in certain areas. But it was ultimately a discussion, um, and yeah. we talked about bipartisanship. We talked about normalcy, and it was so interesting seeing the comments um, from so many of the Mightest mighty. Who were like i haven't seen an interview like that where i actually gained information like i learned something from that interview yeah and you know i meant because i was doing it that i was doing something like unique that's just how we operate here at the microsoft network but when i read those comments i was like you know what you're right like no one no one else is really doing that. yeah, you know what it was, you, is you had better, a normal huh? conversation like human beings have with other people, like and that's not often seen on dear. TV. Uh, rather, they'd ha- like to set up that enough. conflict, just like they want to set up in the questions. They want two people screaming at one another, but when you actually have an in-depth conversation, 15, 20 minutes, hashing out the issues, asking hard questions, but not being rude about it, going back and forth, getting into the nitty-gritty of the bill that is going to be before the House and the Senate. I mean, I think that is really what this is all about in its purest form, and we had an opportunity to hear there from the White House Communications Director himself, so I thought that was a, a, a pretty special moment. I recommend everybody go check that out. It's on our YouTube channel, and maybe you know, in a couple days, we'll also put that interview on our, on our podcast feature for the audio listeners, but, but definitely check it out on YouTube. I, I, I thought it, was it was really amazing, Ben. You did a great job, and to your point, what I liked about the interview so much is like, I walked away from that with more information than when I started, like I, I wasn't angry, I wasn't mad, I wasn't like gonna go at somebody. I just, I, I just felt smarter after listening. You know, we use this marketing phrase a lot when I was in the marketing world before the Midas It's Like, what's the tension in the campaign? That usually just meant like, what's the hook? Well, the cool thing about the tension, which the like the legacy media gets so wrong, is they try and kind of make it just a, a horse race or whatnot. And the real tension is truth and fact. And when you can make your tension truth and fact, the audience, as we've seen on the network continue to grow, grows, because people are interested in that. They don't want to make everything a dog and horse race. They, they want to watch news and actually be educated and leave their feelings smarter than they did before they came. Here's, here's what I've noticed, things. which is a, uh, sorry Ben, but here's what I've noticed, uh, you know, a, a lot of what happens is that there are people often on, you know, either side of the argument here, and their pure intent is to try to make you as angry as possible over every single thing. Everything has to be the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And that's just not the case. I mean, politics is a world of nuance. And especially in a situation like this, when you're dealing with a debt dealing negotiation with a divided government, and you're dealing with somebody like a Kevin McCarthy at this you know, very uh, important time period in history, It's important to actually delve into the nuance of the situation and not get riled up by those people who just want to make you angry and pissed off and want to wear you down and have you sit on the sidelines because they try to make it seem like everyone's the same, that everything is the same, and that nothing you do is having an impact when that could not be further from the truth. What we must not do in all these situations is let perfect become the enemy of the good, and we have to learn to take our wins. we have to learn to understand what is actually good for our democracy, what is good for the American people, and averting a catastrophic default, and maintaining these incredible programs that actually help the lives of Americans who need them the most, to me that is a huge win at the end of the day, and you have to really accept the nuance of the situation to fully appreciate it. And we don't need the media creating the tension. The tension is out there. What the media needs to be doing is observing the tension and also pointing out accurately where the tension points are coming from. So ultimately, if the MAGA Republicans are the ones who are manufacturing a crisis, the media's role is to take that manufactured crisis create the ace of tension by robbing that manufactured crisis back and normalizing it and then confronting Democrats like this is a whole normal discussion. The media should be calling balls and strikes and should be asking the tough questions about what's going on and reporting where the tension is arising, why are we in this situation, so American people could become better informed. And why are we in this situation is the reason that Kevin McCarthy is facing backlash from the extremists who have taken over his party. It's not a small faction. It is the modern-day MAGA Republican Party. For example, MAGA Republican Congress member Ralph Norman on top said,
2: well, why don't we just put on what he said if we can do that? That's not what the American people elected us for. Well, you can't have work requirements. Imagine that. Uh, when you hire the 87,000 IRS agents, and you don't cut that, uh, when you raise the debt ceiling to $4 trillion and put it past the uh, presidential election, no, that's not what we sent Kevin to, uh, to negotiate. Now, in fairness to him, he's done a good job so far. But when we, we're all going back, we're going to scrutinize the 100 pages, and uh, if it's what I'm hearing, uh, no, we're not going to give a corrupt administration, as the hearings have shown, the keys to the vault, uh, you know, for, and raise the debt ceiling uh, like, you know, apparently we're doing it, but it's not going to sit with a lot of people, including me. So if this were to be a normal conversation with the media, you would ask,
0: what, what do you mean? Uh, Mr. Norman Buys of Ball, didn't you create the obligations and the debt? Isn't the debt that has to be paid by uh, the government right now caused because of the spending that you and Donald Trump and other MAGA republicans okayed? Isn't that what this is really about? See what the answer is. If you want to go to the 87,000 IRS agents, where the media just lets something like that hang out there, that's a MAGA Republican conspiracy theory. Yes, more IRS agents have to be hired over a decade to replace IRS agents who are retiring. Yes, that's what needs to happen. Are there 87,000 IRS agents that are knocking down the homes of hardworking Americans and conducting audits on them, no. Will there be better resources within the IRS actually to help 99% of Americans with things like getting their tax refunds and addressing issues that ultimately put more money back in the pockets of the American people because they're responsive? That is what that will do over a decade. You have to staff. And then we're seeing it already, just while we're still on this point, like we're already seeing the benefits of more funding there. In 2022, before this funding came in, only
1: 15%
0: of calls were answered at the IRS. These are taxpayers who are trying to get help filing their taxes or getting their tax returns, calling the IRS, not getting a human being, not getting any answers. But this year, that 15% skyrocketed to 87% of calls answered. And not only that, the wait times of the calls were drastically reduced. They were previously, on average, 27 minutes of waiting before you were able to get even through to anybody, if you were lucky enough to get through to anybody. This year, that wait time dropped from 27 minutes to four minutes. So that's an actual function of the government Working. That is actually competent government. That's why even the framing when people try to frame things as, oh, I'm for big government, or I'm for small government, I reject those options even in and of themselves. To me, I just want smart government. I want government that works. I don't believe in just throwing money at a problem. But I do think agencies should have enough funding so that they're working efficiently. And it seems like Republicans, their whole thesis is that that the government is bad and the government doesn't work. And then they get into government and they do everything they can to prove their thesis correct by starving the government of their programs and by being horrific themselves. That to me is not smart government at all. That is just sabotage. And the people who end up getting hurt when you sabotage these programs, when you sabotage the VA, across the board, are the people, are the Americans who need this help the most. And just so you know, when they spread the conspiracy about the 87,000 IRS agents, what is so disingenuous about what they are saying is that, like, they know that they're lying to the American people. Like, they know they're using, like, a Putin propaganda kind of playbook right there. What they're doing right there is that decamillionaires and billionaires who do the Donald Trump cheating on their taxes thing, don't pay their taxes. They don't get audited. And if they are audited, the IRS doesn't have the resources to complete their audits. So they can drag you it out for decades, you know, and then it just kind of goes away. Right. <laughs> so the concern here is if you add more IRS agents, that the billionaires and billionaires who cheat on their taxes are going to have their taxes potentially scrutinized mm-hmm. in ways it wasn't before. And then that is weaponized by MAGA Republicans to then lie to their base. It's spread by propaganda networks, by oligarchical billionaire interests like the Murdochs because they have a in vested interest in not being audited. And then they tell American people, 87,000 IRS agents are knocking on their doors. These fucking. Supreme Court Justice. And when you talk Get about big government, small government, the whole idea of how Republicans frame. No, so Biden, issues, all you have to do is pick up the The very essence, what we've Fucker. learned about them, we've known this before, but it's obvious Fuck right Biden. now. Fuck
1: Biden. They just create
0: <laughs> a frame to justify whatever the hell they ultimately want to do. They're not, they like, when they love when government works to destroy women and LGBTQ blood. They They love government for that. They love when government destroys books. They love when government controls the bodies of women. They freaking love that stuff right there. So it's not that they don't love government. They want the government to do their own persistent stuff. And if they just go, no government here, there's are here. Oh, you're spectacular. What about the Second Amendment? It talks about militias and well-regulated. Oh, well, I'm an original. Okay, well, let's go back to the original <laughs> aspect of this. You realize that there weren't AR-15s there. You know, and they go, oh, what the founders really meant here is you just take off regulated, you take off militia, and just the right to... Like, just be quiet. That's what it's it's always a moving don't don't buy into their framing. And that's honestly one of the reasons why we also push back so hard against listen, don't when we say don't call these people conservative. Don't buy into their framing. I saw a A quote that really struck me, I believe it was from an NYU professor earlier, but they said something to the effect of, it's remarkable the way that the press uses the term conservative to mean anything that the extreme right favors, and the more extreme they get, they just describe them as being even more conservative. The crazier they are, oh, they're they're just extra conservative, which makes it sound like it's a good thing." But that's not the case. They are fascists, they are extremists, and we need to be able to call out. I see far more normal conservatives these days actually gravitating towards the Democratic Party, which has become a big tent party, which includes whatever other labels you want to give, progressive, conservative, moderate, whatever. There's a pro-democracy contingency of kind of just normal folks in the Democratic Party, yet the more extremists that people get in the Republican Party, they just throw around these labels as, oh, they're just more extra conservative. But yes, these people are radical extremists who would be considered hard-right, fascist, authoritarian parties in any other democratic country in the entire world and you are giving them cover. One of the things I noticed, too, is like a lot of these uh, far-right commentators who have like podcasts and, and things, they try to pretend like they're actually liberal. Like, 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 like Tim Pool, like, you know whenever he's referred to as far-right by a, a news organization, or he goes, what do you mean, I'm a Democrat, I'm a liberal. What are
3: you talking,
0: what are you talking? You can't just say that. You can't just make that up which is, you know, why you can never buy into the framing that they are projecting. There is an actual belief system behind what they are doing, and there is an autocratic coalition of people in this country and around the world, and we need to be able here to call a fascist a fascist unapologetically, because that's what they are. We see the threats. They're following the playbook. And we'll go on as we see, as we show you clips of DeSantis and the way these Republicans now are running for president. It is pure, unadulterated fascism. Every single bit of it. we got a lot more show. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk oh, about shit. DeSantis. We'll talk about Jack Smith and so much more right after this picture. I take AG1 by Athletic greens literally every day. Now I take AG1 a try because I want better gut health, health, boosted energy, immune system support, and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. Now I take AG1 in the morning before starting my day, and it makes me feel unstoppable and ready to take on my day. I'm doing something good for my body, like giving it my body the nutrition it craves, like covering my nutritional basis. I've tried a ton of different supplements out there. But this is different, That's and the nice ingredients you, are man. super high quality. Very quickly, I noticed that AG1 makes it like my and made feel right. AG1 Although, makes it easier for you to take the highest quality supplements. But period. Shit,
1: Just, I don't have ads for that reason. I fucking hate ads. Atlantic Greens, thanks for 164. But I'll do a a little jingle and skip ahead. Do, do a little jingle and skip ahead is hard
0: to see here balls ah oh, man for two i mean that that really that's like i yeah, get out of here <laughs> because you, you gotta treat the you gotta treat him like he's he's an idiot like yeah. you're asking yep. a stupid question you have to treat him, you know it's interesting Over, oh You may have seen it. This mighty may have seen it today. I interviewed Ben LeBolt, White House Communications Director, and you know it was it was such a different format for I think how interviews are conducted, which is why I think it was a pretty successful interview because we spoke for 15 minutes uninterrupted, right? No sound bites. I think I pressed him on the good, the bad, and the ugly in the deal. He answered the questions, and I didn't didn't try to jump him, I didn't interrupt him, but I pushed back in certain areas, but it was ultimately a discussion, um, and we talked about bipartisanship, we talked about normalcy, and it was so interesting seeing the comments um, from so many of the Midas mighty. They were like, I haven't seen an interview like that where I actually gained information, like I learned something from that interview, yeah, and... You know, I then because I was doing it that I was doing something, like, unique. That's just how we operate here at the My This Such Network. But when I read those comments, I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, no one, no one else is really doing that right now. Yeah, you know what it was, is you had a normal conversation like human beings have with other people, and that's not often seen on TV. Uh, rather, they'd ha- like to set up that conflict, just like they want to set up in the questions. They want two people screaming at one another. But when you actually have an in-depth conversation, 15, 20 minutes, hashing out the issues, asking hard questions but not being rude about it, going back and forth, getting into the nitty-gritty of the bill that is going to be before the House and the Senate. I mean, I think that is really what this is all about in its purest form, and we had an opportunity to hear there from the White House communications director himself. So I thought that was a, a, a pretty special moment. I recommend everybody go check that out. It's on our YouTube channel and maybe, you know, in a couple of days maybe we'll also put that interview on our on our podcast feed here for the audio listeners. But but definitely check it out on YouTube. I I, I thought it was fantastic. It was really amazing, though. You did a great job. And to your point, what I liked about the interview so much is like I, I walked it, away please. from that with more information. Than when I started, like I, I, wasn't angry, I wasn't mad, I wasn't like gonna go at somebody. I just, I, I, just felt smarter after listening. You know, we use this marketing phrase a lot when I was in the marketing world before the Midas days. It's like, what's the tension in the campaign? That usually just meant like, what's the hook? Well, the cool thing about the tension, which the like the legacy media gets so wrong, is they try and make it just a, a horse race or whatnot. And The real tension is truth and facts. And when you can make your attention truth and facts, the audience, as we've seen on the network, continue to grow, grows. Because people are interested in that. They don't want to make everything a dog and horse race thing. They, they want to watch news and actually be educated and leave their feelings smarter than they did before they came. Here's what I've noticed, which is a, uh, sorry Ben, but here's what I've noticed, uh, you know, a, a lot of what happens is that, There are people often on, you know, either sides of the arguments here, and their pure intent is to try to make you as angry as possible over every single thing. Everything has to be the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And that's just not the case. I mean, politics is a world of nuance. And especially in a situation like this, when you're dealing with a debt ceiling negotiation with a divided government and you're dealing with somebody like a Kevin McCarthy at this, you know, very uh, important time period in history, it's important to actually delve into the nuance of the situation and not get riled up by those people who just want to make you angry and pissed off and want to wear you down and have you sit on the sidelines because they try to make it seem like everyone's the same that everything is the same and that nothing you do is having an impact when that could not be further from the truth what we must not do in all these situations is let perfect become the enemy of the good and we have to learn to take our wins we have to learn to understand what is actually good for our democracy what is good for the American people and averting a catastrophic default and maintaining these incredible programs that actually help the lives of Americans who need them the most. To me, that is a huge win at the end of the day. And you have to really accept the nuance of the situation to fully appreciate it. And we don't need the media creating tension. The, the tension is out there. What the media needs to be doing is immediately Observing the tension and also pointing out accurately where the tension points are coming from. So ultimately, if the MAGA Republicans are the ones who are manufacturing a crisis, the media's role isn't to then take that manufactured crisis and create the tension by lobbying that manufactured crisis back and normalizing it and then confronting Democrats like this is a whole normal discussion. The media should be calling balls and strikes and should be asking the tough questions about what's going on and reporting where the tension is arising, why are we in this situation, so American people could become better informed. And why are we in this situation is the reason that Kevin McCarthy is facing backlash from the extremists who have taken over his party. It's not a small faction. It is the modern-day MAGA Republican Party. For example, MAGA Republican Congress member Ralph Norman on
2: Fox said, well, why don't we just put on what he said if we, if we have to do this. That's not what the American people elected us for. Well, you can't have work requirements. Um, imagine that. Uh, when you hiring the 87,000 IRS agents, and we don't cut that. Uh, when you raise the debt ceiling to 4 trillion and put it past the uh, presidential election, no, that's not what we sent Kevin to, uh, to negotiate. Now in fairness to him, he's done a good job so far. But when we we're all going back, we're gonna scrutinize the hundred pages. Going and uh, if it's what I'm doing, uh, no, pages. we're not gonna give a corrupt administration, as the hearings have shown, the keys to the vault, uh, you know, for and raise the debt ceiling, uh, like you raise know the apparently ceiling. we're doing. But it's not gonna sit with a lot Fucking of people, including me. Accident. So if this were to be a normal conversation with the media, you would
0: <laughs> ask what, what do you mean uh, Mr. Norman, by the vault. didn't you create the obligations and the debt? It isn't the debt that has to be paid by uh, the government right now caused because of the spending that you and Donald Trump and other MAGA Republicans okay? Isn't that what this is really about? See what the answer is. If you want to go to the 87,000 IRS agents where the media just lets something like that hang out there, that's a MAGA Republican conspiracy theory. Yes, do more IRS agents have to be hired over a decade to replace IRS agents who are retiring? Yes, that's what needs to happen. Are there 87,000 IRS agents that are knocking down the homes of hardworking Americans and conducting audits on them? No. Will there be better resources within the IRS actually to help 99% of Americans with things like getting their tax refunds and addressing issues that ultimately put more money back in the pockets of the american people because they're responsive that is what that will do over a decade you have to staff and then we're seeing it already just while we're still on this point like we're already seeing the benefits of more funding there 2022 before this funding came in only 15 percent of calls were answered at the irs these are taxpayers who are trying to get help filing their taxes or getting their tax returns calling the IRS not getting a human being not getting any answers but this year that 15 percent skyrocketed to 87 percent of calls answered and not only that the wait times of the calls were drastically reduced they were previously on average 27 minutes of waiting before you were able to get even through to anybody if you were lucky enough to get through to anybody this year that wait time dropped from 27 minutes to four minutes So that's an actual function of the government working. That is actually competent government. That's why even the framing, when people try to frame things as, oh, I'm for big government, I'm for small government. I reject those options even in and of themselves to me i just want smart government i want government that works i don't believe in just throwing money at a problem but i do think agencies should have enough funding so that they're working efficiently. and it seems like republicans their whole thesis is that republic is that the government is bad and the government doesn't work and then they get into government and they do everything they can to prove their thesis correct by starving the government of their programs and by being horrific themselves that to me is not smart government at all that is just sabotage and the people who end up getting hurt when you sabotage these programs and you sabotage the VA across the board are the people are the americans who need this help the most and just so you know when they spread the conspiracy about the eighty-seven thousand IRS agents. What is so disingenuous about what they are saying is that like they know that they're lying to the American people. Like they know they're using like a Putin propaganda kind of playbook right like there. What they're doing right there is that DECA millionaires and billionaires who do the Donald Trump cheating on their taxes thing and don't pay their taxes. They don't get audited, and if they are audited, the IRS doesn't have the resources to complete their audits, so they can drag it out for decades, you know, and then it just kind of goes away, right? So the concern here is if you add more IRS agents, that the billionaires and decamillionaires who cheat on their taxes are going to have their taxes potentially scrutinized in ways it wasn't before. And then that is weaponized by MAGA Republicans To then lie to their base. It's spread by propaganda networks, by oligarchical billionaire interests like the Murdochs, because they have a vested interest in not being audited. And then they tell American people, 87,000 IRS agents are knocking on your door. They just are freaking liars at the end of the day. And Brett, when you talk about big government, small government, the whole idea of how... Republicans frame issues. It's all total BS. It's the very essence, what we've learned about them, we've known this before, but it's obvious right now, they just create a frame to justify whatever the hell they ultimately want to do. They're not, they like when, they love when government works to destroy women and LGBT people. They, they love government for that. They love when government destroys books, they love when government controls the bodies of women, they freaking love that stuff right there. So, it's not that they don't love government, they want the government to do their own persistent stuff, and if they just go small government here, we're strict textualists here, oh, you're strict textualist, what about the Second Amendment, it talks about militias and well-regulated, oh, well, I'm an originalist, and okay, well, let's go back to the original <laughs> aspect of this. You realize that there weren't AR-15s there, you know, they go, hey, we're, 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 what the founders really meant here is you just take off regulated, you take off Melissa, it's just the right to bear arms, just just be quiet, that's what it is. So it's always a moving, yeah. Don't, don't buy into their framing, and that's honestly one of the reasons why we also push back so hard against, listen, don't when we say, don't call these people conservative, don't buy into their framing. I saw a, a, a quote that really struck me. I believe it was an NYU professor earlier, but they said something to be effective. It's remarkable the way that the press uses the term conservative to mean anything that the extreme right favors, and the more extreme they get, they just describe them as being even more conservative. <laughs> so the crazier they are, oh, they're just, they're just extra conservative, which makes it sound like it's a good thing. Yeah. But that's not the case. They are fascists, they are extremists, and we need to be able to call it out. I see far more normal conservatives these days actually gravitating towards the Democratic Party, which oh become a big tent party, which includes whatever other labels you want to give. Progressive, conservative, moderate, whatever. There's a pro-democracy contingency of kind of just normal folks in the Democratic Party, yet the more extremists that people get in the Republican Party, they just throw around these labels as, uh, oh, they're just more extra conservative. It's like, no, gee. These people are radical extremists who would be considered hard-right fascist authoritarian parties in any other democratic country in the entire world. And you are giving them cover. One of the things I noticed too is like a lot of these uh, far right commentators who have like podcasts and, and things, they try to pretend like they're actually liberals. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, 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 like Tim Poole, like, you know, whenever he's referred to as far right by a, a news organization, he goes, what do you mean? I'm a Democrat. I'm liberal. I'm just talking. What are you talking You can't just say that. You can't just make that yeah, up. You can. Which is, you know, why you can never buy into Honestly. the framing that they are projecting. There is an actual belief system behind what they are doing, and there is an autocratic coalition of people in this country and around the world, and we need to be able here to call a fascist a fascist unapologetically, because that's what they are. We see the threat. They're following the playbook. And we'll go on as we see, as we show you clips of DeSantis and the way these Republicans now are running for president. <laughs> it's more on the we'll Georgia border. Every single bit of it. We got a lot more. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about DeSantis, got lost. we'll talk about Jack Smith, and so much more. Right after this quick break. I take AG1 by, by degrees literally every day. Now, I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, boosted energy, immune system support, and wanted a supplement that actually tastes Please,
5: great. Uh, now, on I take AG1 uh, in the morning before the ball. starting
0: my day, and it makes me yeah. feel unstoppable and ready yeah. to take on my day. I'm the favorite childhood...
1: Myers Touch Live right now, fascist elected representatives exclamation point. Okay, hi there. So, shout out to KAMP, Student Radio, with the University of Arizona, and KPURT, Bakoyaki Travel Radio, Travel
0: Radio, here on the, so the Res with Trista Show, sponsors who stand behind pro-democracy content, you can check them out in the description below on, on our, uh, YouTube page if you want to check out those links. I want to just talk briefly about some of the other uh, major Republican responses very quickly, and then I want to compare what President Biden said uh, on Memorial Day to Donald Trump's message because it's the perfect contrast of, I think, decency and compassion with the real fascist idiocracy threatened state. Then let's talk about Ron DeSantis because it's linked to that fascist idiocracy. Um, so here's what Lauren Holbrook said. She said, our base getting volunteer, door like knock, fight so hard to get us the majority. So this kind of compromise deal with Joe Biden, our voters deserve better than this. We work for them. You can count on me as a no on this deal. We can do better. MAGA Republican Dan Bishop writes, Heard the call. Rhino's congratulating McCarthy for getting almost Zippo in exchange for a $4 trillion debt ceiling hike was enough to make you keep emoji. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, it's so bad they won't give a figure for the debt ceiling hike. Only that it's suspended until quarter one of 2025. Our bill was a year last And Bishop, you're the reason why the debt is there. We have to pay your debt, you freaking idiot! Congress, <laughs> you have to pay your debt. Like right, the money's already. Fascist
1: idiocracy! Up, <laughs> you ran it. it up. Like it,
0: it, to the extent it needs to be increased, it's because you took that credit card that McCarthy was talking about, and you yeah. spent it on things. MAGA Republican, con- bad things, not things for the American people, things for freaking billionaires. Oh, you want another private chat? more private It's like the dumbest stuff, you know, and, and then you rile up the MAGA Republicans. Like, they're taking your money from you, okay? They're stealing your money. And they're giving it to billionaires who already have more money than they ever need in multiple lifetimes. And then they're getting you the outraged about the green freaking m M&M. <laughs> Think about that.
4: Yeah, think yeah. about
0: that. MAGA Republican Congressman Bob Goodwright, I'm hearing the quote, deal for a $4 trillion increase in the debt limit. And if that's true, I don't need to hear anything else. No one claiming to be conservative could justify a. a well, y'all aren't conservative. like that Congressman Bob Good thinks that he's conservative. You ran up to the debt, and now you don't want to pay the bill. Like, it's the least, If we're talking about conservative the least conservative thing in the world. Go, go and sing your freaking songs with the racist flyer. Show what a conservative you are by putting out new tracks on iTunes. It's freaking hilarious. I mean, come on. Yeah, Let's go and show you the contrast. Between on be Memorial Day, President Biden and Donald Trump. Here's President Biden's Memorial Day message. On Memorial Fascist Day, we idiocracy. honor fallen heroes Clip. who have gave their elect-
1: Funny clip about fascist idiocracy. Not conservatives. Exclamation point. Not conservatives. Conservatives. So I have to fucking type it out. Funny, hashtag funny. people always like funny stuff. Funny clips. Martus touch clip.
0: The green freaking MNM.
1: Just think of it. Just
0: think about that. MAGA Republican Congressman Bob Goodwright. I'm hearing the quote deal for a four trillion dollar increase in the debt limit. If that's true, I don't need to hear anything else. No one claiming to be conservative to justify a Bob uh, Good. well, y'all aren't conservatives. Like that Congressman Bob Good thinks that he's conservative. You ran up the <laughs> debt, and now you don't want to pay the bill. Like it's the least if
1: we're talking about you ran up the debt, now you don't want to pay the bill. Conservative, it's the least conservative
0: thing in the world. Go. go Go and sing your freaking songs with the J6 choir, Congress. Show what a conservative you are by putting out new tracks on iTunes with freaking terrorists. I mean, come on. But let's go and show you the contrast between, on Memorial Day, President Biden and Donald Trump. Here, President Biden's Memorial Day message. On Memorial Day, we honor America's
1: thoughts. Okay, let's put it on Trista, Fit, uh, Trista Justice, Trista Justice President Biden versus Donald Trump, uh, those who give the ultimate sacrifice for the country they love and to those in line of a very different but equally dangerous fire stopping the threats of the terrorists, misfits and lunatic thugs who are working feverishly from within to overturn and destroy our once horrid country which has never been in greater peril than it is right now. We must stop the... What? ...communists. <laughs> Marxist and fascist pigs at every turn and make America great again. He's the That's fucking fascist measure pig. of
0: devotion to this nation will never be able to repay the debt we owe them, but today, we rededicate ourselves huh. to the work for which they gave their lives and we recommit to supporting the. Work. But today, okay. We
2: gave their devotion. at every.
1: Comparing hashtag Biden and hashtag Trump, hashtag Memorial Day messages, exclamation point. Trump is obviously unhinged because he is the fascist pig. Trump quotes from Hitler's Mein Kampf. We must stop the Mar- Communist, Marxists, and Fascist Pigs. We must stop the Communists, Marxists, and Fascist Pigs. He stole the pigs part from me. He stole... Mm. Biden honors veterans. And
0: we honor America's fallen heroes who have gave their last full measure of supporting the loved ones they left behind. Donald Trump's response in all caps, happy Memorial Day to all, but especially to those who gave the ultimate sacrifice for the country they love and those in line of a very different but equally dangerous fire, stopping the threats of terrorists misfits, and lunatic thugs who are working feverishly from within to overturn and destroy our once great country, which has never been in greater peril, than it is right now we must stop the communists, Marxists, and fascist pigs at every turn and make America great again. I mean, look, everything he says is the ultimate...
1: Quotes Hitler's mind Kampf, in his Memorial Day message to veterans, exclamation point. While wow, Biden honors them.
0: Projection, but just think about how perverted he is. Like, it's perverted. Like he is a sick, perverted freaking maniac. And if you look at that and you go, whoa, whoa, I'm gonna hide like that's a sick. Freaking deranged lunatic. Pull it up side by side right there. It is the ultimate like let me say it. If, if you look at the one on the right and go, at least the right for me on this written to found and You go, the one with all caps talking about communist and Marxist fascist pigs. If you go, that's the guy I want to give the nuclear
2: fucking insane. For
0: me, that's like the family. case. Issues, and where the MAGA Republicans are talking, and we'll go to this in just a little bit, think about this. Their campaign is for a civil war in the country. They're not talking about threats abroad, the real threats, like Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un. They freaking love those guys. Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un, that's their boys. That's their buddies. Donald Trump wrote a whole book, Letters He Received from Fascists. Not actually, he wrote it. He took the letters he got from Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un and made a freaking coffee book, coffee table book, and sold it for hundreds of dollars to grift off of his pe- They love those people, but they declare war on Memorial Day against Americans. Disgrace. Yeah, you have Donald Trump openly calling for war against more than half the country. I mean, the, the, the MAGA base, you know... If At its most generous, at its most generous, if you maybe want to put it at, what, 25% of the country, which I think is extremely a generous number. Donald Trump is calling anybody who does not support him, so think like 70, 75% of the country, calling them the enemy of the United States of America. And that does not even register as a blip on the nightly news, that's just, oh, that's just Trump being Trump. Imagine for one second, imagine for one second a President Biden attacking more than half the country, calling them terrorists. Just, just, uh, uh, just imagine the reaction that we would see in that case. And the, while you see President Biden consistently making efforts, consistently making comments to the effect of. I am a president for all Americans, even if you don't agree with me. I want to make lives better for everybody in this country. You see people like Donald Trump, you see people like Ron DeSantis, and you see other people in the Republican Party openly launching attacks on people who don't agree with them ideologically. That is actually the core of their leadership style if you want to even call it that the core of their beliefs is that the biggest threats to america are democrats the biggest threats to america are people donald trump merrick garland is not going to overrule that recommendation period full mm-hmm. stop merrick garland selected jack smith because he knew the diligent type of prosecutor Jack Smith was. You would not take Jack Smith from The Hague, where he was prosecuting war criminals, come here to take all of this abuse from Donald Trump to do a thorough investigation, find all of the crimes, and then throw Jack Smith under the bus. Uh Not happening at all. So if Jack Smith makes that recommendation- Chose um, wisely, Merrick Garland chose wisely. I think we will be reporting on that this summer. Uh, for sure. What about the rest us what, of Congress? What happened with Ken Paxton? Some fireworks there. Get rid this of all weekend, of them. That uh, a House Republican led committee that was appointed by the House Republican uh, leader. Um, it, this was Republican led the whole way. Um, they're the ones who control it. Trust Democrats wanted the guy impeached, you know, six years ago, 10 years ago. They don't control the House of Representatives, um, but Speaker of the House, Republican, Investigative Committee, Republican, all the witnesses, Republican, the votes, Republican, what happened? So uh, what you're telling me, Ben, is this was all uh, a liberal uh, Marxist, communist witch hunt against Ken Paxton, is yeah, what I that's what heard. And... That's what Donald Trump said, and, Bo- and uh, Martin, yeah. by the way, it's what Ken Paxton said, too, because... They like to deflect all their criminality by blaming the other. It's a common fascist authoritarian tactic. And when cornered, when confronted with blatant criminality, they need to make it a game of me versus evil. And when that is just not the case, and especially not the case when you are a Republican in texas so this seemed to all of a sudden move at such a rapid pace over the past few days where the texas house ultimately voted 121 to 23 all 23 of course being all republicans but the 121 was made up of 60 republicans including the texas speaker of the house to impeach Ken Paxton, the Attorney General of Texas, and refer him to the Senate for trial on charges of bribery, abuse of office, obstruction. And as part of it, Paxton is actually suspended from his duties in office, pending the result of the Senate trial. So currently, he is not the AG. He does not have that position while the Senate acts. And today, I just saw right before we went live that those impeachment articles were brought over to the texas senate where the next phase of this will begin so remember impeachment is basically like uh, it's like the congressional equivalent of being indicted um but that does not in and of itself mean that you are removed from office there is a senate trial which is not a trial in the court of law by any means but it is a legislative practice and if convicted in the senate then you'd be removed from office. So we will see what the Texas Republicans do. And, and I, I don't think, you know, a lot of people fully understand this, the structure of these state governments, but every single state has its own Senate and its own House of Representatives that is separate from the National House of Representatives and, and, and Senate. So two completely different things. This is happening in the State House within Texas. And I thought one of the interesting things about this and one of the interesting things that we're seeing with these this new feud between these DeSantis supporters and these Trump supporters is we're seeing Trump's influence in the Republican Party begin to wane ever so slightly. Donald Trump, right before this vote happened, Donald Trump put up like an urgent message, urging people not to vote for impeachment, urging Republicans, he said... I love Texas, won it twice in landslides, and watched as many other friends, including Ken Paxton, came along with me. Hopefully Republicans in the Texas House will agree that this is a very unfair process that should not be allowed to happen or proceed. I will fight you if it does. So he's threatening the, any Republican who dare vote against him. It is the radical left Democrats, rhinos, and criminals that never stop. So much projection here. All caps, election interference, free Ken Paxton. Let them wait for the next election. So you would think Donald Trump, having the bully pulpit that he's had amongst the Republican Party over the past few years, they often kind of folded to his dumb posts. This time, they said, I don't give a crap what he says and they voted to impeach paxton 121 to 23 so following this impeachment that's
1: incredible what
0: does ken paxton do does he take responsibility absolutely not paxton releases a statement and it's beyond even parody at this point but he blamed salute
1: i personally find it incredible in the senate I personally find it incredible that Texas, Texas's Republican dominated legislature just impeached Hashtag Ken Paxton. I thought Republicans protected their own no matter what. Okay, incredible. That's good the I. Incredible.
0: You would be that removed Texas, from office, so we will see what the Texas Republicans do. And, and I, I don't think, you know, a lot of people fully understand this the structure of these state governments, but every single state has its own Senate and its own House of Representatives that is separate from the National House of Representatives and, and, and Senate. So two completely different things. This is happening in the state house within Texas. And I thought one of the interesting things Ruth, about this, one of the interesting things that we're seeing with these this new feud between these DeSanta supporters and these Trump supporters is we're seeing Trump's influence in the Republican Party begin to wane ever so slightly. Donald Trump, right before this vote happened, Donald Trump put up like an urgent message, urging people not to vote for impeachment, urging Republicans. He said, I love Texas, one it did in the Senate.
1: Share a clip. Mm. Quote,
0: liberal Republicans and Democrats. That, that It was like almost every Republican in Texas, but he blamed liberal Republicans and Democrats. And Paxton is a guy who even years ago is or, already been under indictment.
1: I thought Republicans had absolutely no standards whatsoever. Exclamation point incredible that texas legislature just impeached ken paxton exclamation point
0: securities fraud so this is a guy who has been evading the law now for almost a decade now he just can't stop crying he's on all these bribery charges he's accused of of having a a donor help fund his mistress to live closer to him, doing all these improper dealings with a big donor, uh, improperly spending like $3.1 million of Texas money, like like just every kind of crime in the book he is just running. He retaliated against the whistleblowers who were kind of right-wing people who called him out and said, what are you doing? You're like violating the law. You can't. You can't do that. You can't be working with this real estate agent or the attorney general. And then he retaliated against them. They sued him. He then like organized the payoff for them. And one of the whole things with this real estate agent at the end of the day, or this real estate developer, was the real estate developer was then basically paying for Paxton's mistress to work for him, but like right next to Paxton, because Paxton didn't want to drive 90 minutes to see her. He wanted her to be closer to him. And, and the interesting question, which I put out at the top, though, is Paxton's wife, this is, this is the MAGA Republican politics for you, is a senator,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
0: is a state senator in Texas. So by law, well, she doesn't have to recuse herself, but if she follows the law, she will recuse herself there. But it'll be interesting to see what she does. And the way she became the state senator, he loaned her the money to basically run. And as I said at the outset, she ran on a campaign, I'm a pistol-packing mama, whose husband sues Obama. That was, her, that was her platform. And you would think, you know, you might, want, you, you might think in your head, okay, Trump, obviously Trump made those disgusting comments. But I'm sure he was on an island, right? And you'd be wrong if if you thought that. Because even people like Senator Ted Cruz of Texas immediately jumped to Ken Paxton's defense. And this was also right before the vote. He did an entire thread on Twitter. This was the first post. What is happening to Ken Paxton is a travesty. For the last nine years, Ken has been the strongest conservative AG in the country, bar none. No attorney general has battled the abuses of the Biden administration more ferociously and more effectively than has Paxton. And he joined the ranks of people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. You're in good company, Ted. Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has led the fight against the corrupt Biden administration, defended Texas election integrity, protected the lives of the unborn and tirelessly fights to secure the southern border. This Texas House-led impeachment is a witch hunt. Always a witch hunt with these people. And, you know, I have a couple kind of thoughts with this. One, though, is when they defend people who are so blatantly criminals, and they use the same rhetoric over and over, this witch-hunt rhetoric, it's a Democrat scheme, it's this and that. It shows how big of liars they are, because Mm -hmm. this is such a clear-cut case of corruption run amok by this person, and it just shows you how corrupt this entire political party has become, that they're defending this guy, at least on the national level here, where you have them really trying to defend a criminal, and Ted Cruz says it outright, basically because... He thinks the way we do, and he is implementing these hateful policies that we want, so he should be immune to prosecution because he's MAGA, basically, is, is, is what they're saying. And that's part of this cult mindset. And that's why our whole thing, when we're speaking about these issues, is, listen, believe what you want to believe. Don't hurt people, though. Don't attack people. And live in reality. And this person... Ken Paxton, he's already been indicted, as we said, but he's so blatantly criminal. And when the evidence was presented to these House committees in Texas, when it was presented to the Texas Republicans, they were so appalled and they realized at least that he was such a liability to them that they realized that they needed to impeach him right away. Yet, rather than reviewing the facts, seeing that he's so blatantly corrupt, and saying, hey, I may agree with him politically, as hateful as his policies are to us. But you you could say, I may agree with him politically, but this guy clearly broke the law, violated the public trust, and so he deserves to face the consequences of those actions. Instead of doing that, they double down on their criminality. And like a fascist criminal cult, they go and they try to protect that person because he is one of them. And that is not a place where we could have legitimate discussions with another party when their first instinct, and not even their first, but their whole ideology, is just we need to protect the cult at all costs, and the more criminal the better, ultimately, for people like Ted Cruz, for people like Carrie Lake, for people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, You lose all credibility when you refuse to call it out, and instead you sell your soul to these people like that. Fred, you're so right. And you know what was interesting, reading these texts and these tweets the second time around, with you actually reading them? Notice how in none of them they say he's innocent, that he's not guilty of these accusations. They use words like travesty and witch hunt and the Biden administration's doing, but they never once defend Paxton on the merit that he's not guilty of these accusations. Their entire argument to that point, Jordy, is he's one of us so he shouldn't be prosecuted he's one of us you know he's he's not one of those criminal marxist liberal communists right he's he's one of us so how dare you go after him and that is fascism. that is autocracy and you know and 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 i will always remind those MAGA republicans or those republicans who are on the fence of that great poem about first they came for the trade unionist i wasn't a trade unionist so i didn't do anything they came for the Socialists, I didn't do anything because I wasn't a Socialist. They came for the Jews, I didn't do anything because I wasn't a Jew. And then they came for me and there was nobody mm-hmm. who was there for me. The MAGA Republicans will label Bill Barr a rhino. Put it that way. that The guy who literally covered up for Donald Trump in the most egregious ways is a rhino yeah. because he was not willing to you go all as far. He tried to. He just... He just like, I can't justify Donald Trump, you ridiculous thing that there are secret satellite dishes beaming Hugo Chavez's body and bamboo is changing elections from. I, mean, like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I, I can't do that one for you. I could do the other stuff for you. I, I can't go there for you. Rhino,
1: rhino, <laughs>
0: liberal. So they'll come for you. They'll come for you.
1: They'll come for you
0: eventually. That's the nature of authoritarianism. That's, That's the a nature. Funny clip of fascism, but on this Memorial Day, I am just so grateful to be part of this precarism. Secret satellite dishes beaming Hugo Chavez's body, and bamboo is changing elections from, I, mean, like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I, I can't do that one for you. I could do the other stuff for you. I, I can't go there for you. Rhino, rhino, <laughs> liberal, and so they'll come for you. You just like I can't justify Donald Trump, your ridiculous thing that there are secret satellite dishes beaming Hugo Chavez's body and bamboo is changing <laughs> elections from I mean like I don't even know what you're talking about. I, I can't <laughs> do that one for you. I could do the other stuff for you. I, I can't go there for you. Rhino
1: Rhino <laughs> Liberal
0: just ways is a rhino because he was not willing to go as far. He tried to. He just he just Like, I can't justify Donald Trump, you ridiculous thing, that there are secret satellite dishes beaming Hugo Chavez's body and bamboo is changing elections from... I I don't even know what you're talking about. I I can't do that one for you. I could do the other stuff for you. I I can't go there for you. Rhino, rhino, (laughs) liberal. And so they'll come for you. They'll come for you. Rhino, liberal. They'll come for you eventually. That's the nature of authoritarianism. That's the nature of fascist egregious ways is a rhino because
1: they will come for you eventually that's the nature of authoritarianism. is
0: not willing to go at
1: Authoritarianism.
0: He tried to. He just he just like, I can't justify Donald Trump, you ridiculous thing, that there are secret satellite dishes beaming Hugo Chavez's body and bamboo is changing elections from, I mean, like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I, I can't do that one for you. I could do the other stuff for you. I, I can't go there for you. Rhino, rhino, liberal. And so they'll come for you. They'll come for you. They'll yeah. come for you eventually. That's the nature of authoritarianism. That's the nature of fascism, part of this pro-democracy community here at the Midas Touch Network. I, again, want to take this opportunity to honor those who have made the ultimate sacrifice for our country, and I also want to honor all of those vets out there as well who have made the ultimate sacrifice, who have sacrificed each and every day for our country and our country owes to all the vets out there, owes you the best, period, full stop, no questions asked. And we're just so grateful for all of you. I see a lot of comments by vets in um, our comment section, Love in the chat. Love joke. Um, and I just want to, from the bottom of my heart, thank you also for your service and, and for everything. And um, one of the things we strive to do.
1: Love the rhino joke exclamation point i made a clip of that and a few other a few other segments
0: here on the midas Dutch network is to always bring attention if there's ever an issue, if there's ever anything uh, that we can do to be helpful uh, to support vets and to support our military uh, here um, for those sacrificing. you know, Make sure you reach out in the comments and, and we want to highlight uh, those issues here with our platform. One of the things I've been noticing also on the YouTube page are those badges, the membership badges on YouTube. Um, If you see the dollar sign at the bottom of the YouTube page, uh, if you click that, you could become a member of the YouTube. It's different than Patreon, but you'd be...
1: Yeah, I know. I'm a member of that. Eric Trump faces new lawsuit for more shady dealings. Eh, Five hours ago.
2: Coffee with food? Not so fast. People always ask me,
0: is coffee... I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Another day, another Donald Trump lawsuit. Seems like not a day goes by where Donald Trump, Trump or, or of one of his deal to condo ilk are not being sued. So let's take a look at the most recent lawsuit filed against Eric Trump. This from a new online uh, website called The Messenger. Eric Trump has been accused of engaging in a secret deal to charge condo owners 1.75 million dollars and it is alleged in this lawsuit filed in Manhattan Supreme Court by one of the condo owners that Eric Trump has a financial interest in connection with this amenity facility where condo owners have been forced to divert significant amounts of dues and, and their own money to pay for this amenity facility in Trump World Tower. And they say they never got notice of it. There was a secret hearing among the board members that they weren't even told about. And that Eric Trump is f- financially benefiting on both sides of this deal, according to this lawsuit. Here's what the article says. It says, Eric Trump and the board of Trump Organization condo building are accused of striking a secret deal to charge its unit owners $1.75 million to renovate a vacant bar and turn it into an amenity space, according to this new lawsuit. So a condo owner at the Trump World Tower, the Trump World Tower, is adjacent to the United Nations building uh, in New York City, but uh, Joanna Biter, condo owner, um, filed this lawsuit, uh, and she says that the board of the Trump World Tower informed residents in February that the 2,500 square foot commercial space in the building would now be converted into something called an amenity space for residents of the building at the condo owner's expense. And uh, biters like, "What a, who, this isn't for us. We don't, we don't want this. What's this about? So the lawsuit alleges the uh, overall work that was being done in this deal was approved by Eric Trump and the Trump Organization Assistant General Counsel uh, Sonia Talsenic and both allegedly have financial interests in the project. Uh, companies Eric Trump and Talsenic have a financial interest in, according to the lawsuit, and quote, have a direct or indirect ownership or equity interest in or are affiliated with one or more of the contractors or subcontractors hired or to be hired to perform the conversion work, the suit claims. So in other words Eric Trump is according to the lawsuit would be diverting money of condo owners to a contractor or subcontractor or some entity that Eric Trump and the Trump Organization have a financial interest in and so this space that was held to be vacant or was vacant for several years, now condo owners are basically told they have to give their money to build this amenity space and Eric Trump according to this lawsuit is going to be making money off of this deal. Not just the fact that this amenity space will be built but the fact that the contractors, subcontractors, the building process monies will be diverted uh, to Eric Trump. Um, According to this article, the space was previously occupied by the World Bar. It sat dormant for more than four years. Trump World Tower is adjacent to the United Nations headquarters on the east side of Midtown Manhattan. To cover the lease of the amenity space, condo owners who are renting out their apartments will have to pay a, quote, amenity fee of about 2% of their annual rental fees, which is expected to generate about $300,000 per year, according to this lawsuit. Also, a, quote, special assessment will also be collected from condo owners to pay for the conversion work in the building, and that is expected to net $1.75 million, according to this lawsuit. Of course, the Trump Organization did not respond when they were asked questions, and the plaintiff in this lawsuit, Bider, claims the board approved these changes in secret and acted outside its scope by imposing the fees and by converting commercial space, into residential amenity space and in this lawsuit Bider, the plaintiff is seeking a judgment against board members, attorneys fees, costs and expenses to be determined at the time of trial so yet another lawsuit filed against Eric Trump and it should also be mentioned as well since we're talking about Manhattan Eric Trump of course is in very hot water because he is being sued by Uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James as part of her 250 million dollar civil fraud lawsuit set to go to trial October 2nd of 2023 which if New York Attorney General Letitia James prevails there in essence this lawsuit that we just talked about at the beginning of the video may even be moot because Eric Trump will not be allowed to conduct business in the state of New York effective if New York Attorney General Letitia James prevails in her case. One of the things she is asking for is an injunction to stop further uh, business transactions by Donald Trump and his adult children in the state of New York. The last order that we've talked about here on the Midas Touch Network from New York Attorney General Letitia James' uh, civil case is when Justice Arthur and Goron made a very terse order against Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, all of Donald Trump's adult children for their lack of compliance with discovery in the case and the judge ordered that each of the individual defendants, one of them being Eric Trump, had to submit a compliance affidavit detailing every device used for communication with or on behalf of the Trump Organization or concerning the business of the Trump Organization during the period of 2011 to the present, every email address, telephone number, or other electronic account used for communications with the Trump Organization or concerning the business of the Trump Organization during the period 2011 to the present, whether each of the devices and accounts identified in items 3, 1 and 32 were searched for responsive documents for what search, which search terms or other means were used? Um, other means were used to conduct any search of the devices and accounts identified in items 3i and 32 and 3.5, if any devices or accounts identified in items 3.1 or 3.2 were not retained or searched, what efforts were undertaken to preserve or locate devices or accounts. So that is a significant discovery obligation. We will probably be learning soon if that was complied with or not. The compliance date was back on May 15th, but we'll see with motion practice what took place there. Meanwhile, Eric Trump is hosting various events. This is one he held a few weeks back. Um, actually held this one on May 23rd of 2023 at the Trump Doral in Miami and this is what he said to the audience this was an event that one of the events he hosted there and he mentioned that he says he claims he and, and the whole family never did business deals while Trump was in office play this clip
3: for anyone between the ages of 49 to 64 who is unable to work for medical reasons this is a game changer as you may be aware you could be getting paid as much as three thousand six hundred and twenty seven dollars per month from the government in the form of ssdi benefits but you may have heard how hard it is to pipe
0: while trump was in office play this clip you know we get criticized a lot but our family got out of business when my father went into the white house oh and by this way at this trump supported event at the trump miami Doral, so Eric Trump speaks. You know who the next speaker was as part of this Trump event? Just to tell you who the MAGA Republican Party is today. It was someone who refers to herself as Prophet Amanda Grace. As part of this traveling fascist circus, you've got Eric Trump speaks, then these prophets speak, and they say that they have all of the answers. And Prophet Amanda Grace tells the modern day Republican Party that the biggest that the biggest threat facing America right now are mermaids and water people. I kid you not, play this clip at the Eric Trump event.
3: There's wickedness attempting to completely cover this nation in perversion and seductive seducing spirits. I have never seen more images of more mermaids and water people in my life. That's a division in the kingdom of darkness, and they're highly technologically advanced. And we have to understand what we're dealing with. And we have to understand the rules of engagement in spiritual warfare. And we are meant for hand-to-hand combat. And we are meant to bring our cries before the throne of God, to bring judgment on the rulers of darkness of this world and of this nation. Because the rulers have set up a throne in this nation. They've set it up. Darkness has completely covered and eclipsed the White House of this nation.
0: There you have it, folks. I'm Ben Marcellus from the Midas Touch Network, covering yet another Donald Trump, Eric Trump lawsuit. Until next time, have a great day. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers, thanks to your awesome support. Check us out at patreon.com slash MidasTouch, and wherever you get audio podcasts, subscribe to the
4: Midas Touch podcast. Have a great day.
0: Hey Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at MidasTouch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Else? Follow us now.
1: I am already following you, man. Okay, ha, ha. Trump's radical descent into madness exposed in new study
5: coming in from Syria if we can't stop it but we're going to. I made it known if I win they're going back. ISIS is honoring President Obama. He is the founder of ISIS. He's the founder of ISIS. Okay? He's the founder. He founded ISIS and I would say the co-founder would be Crooked Hillary Clinton. I don't throw babies out, believe me. I love babies. Actually, I was only kidding. You can get the baby out of here. They say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible.
4: Not only was that sick and depraved man, baby, the 45th president of the United States of America, but somehow we actually find ourselves right back where we started in 2015. I mean, to those of us who have been paying attention, this is almost like a really bad version of the movie Groundhog's Day. No yeah, because the DOJ won't do
1: their fucking job. And
4: because Donald Trump is once again the Republican frontrunner to become president of the United States of America. And while it looks like much of the mainstream media is set to again give Donald Trump a pass and a free run at the...
1: Blame the U.S. Justice Department. They refuse to do their jobs and and charge and remove all these insurrectionist Republicans from office at once, two years ago. Two years ago, over a hundred sixty Republican traitors are still in Congress. I call the Justice Department every day and Memorize the number. I would give it here, but let your fingers do the walking. Google is your friend. Call the DOJ every day. Call the DOJ every day until they do their damn job.
4: White House, luckily there are still journalists out there that aren't afraid to call him out. A few people at the Washington Post recently put together a great article entitled The Deepening Radicalization of Donald J. Trump, which I believe does a great job of comparing the rhetoric of Trump early on in his first presidential campaign and early on in his presidency to the completely unhinged and ridiculous...
1: So my message is blame the U.S. Justice Department. They refuse to do their job and charge and remove all these insurrectionist Republicans from office at once, two years ago. Over 160 Republican traitors are still in Congress. I call the Justice Department every day and memorize the number. I would give it here, but let your fingers do the walking. Google is your friend. Call the DOJ every day until they do their damn job.
4: Rhetoric coming out of that man's mouth today. But before we get into the specific examples, the Washington Post put together for this article, I find it really important to just remind everybody what the hell we're dealing with with Donald Trump. That's a
2: famous Mussolini
4: quote. You retweeted it. You like the quote? Did you know it was Mussolini? It's okay to know it's Mussolini.
5: Look, Mussolini was Mussolini. It's okay to. It's a very good quote. It's a very interesting
3: quote. I mean, I'm just talking about David Duke and the Ku Klux Klan here, but.
5: I don't know anything. Honestly, I don't know David Duke. I don't believe I've ever met him. I'm pretty sure I didn't meet him, and I just don't know anything about him. Do you plan to
3: visit with the Pope when he comes into Philadelphia?
5: Well, the Pope believes in global warming. You do know that, right? (laughs) Written by a nice reporter. Now the poor guy, you got to see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. He's going to like, I don't remember. I don't, oh, maybe that's what I said. Whoever the hell put this mic system, that the son of a bitch to put it in, I'll tell you. So no, this mic is terrible. This stupid mic keeps popping. Nevada. And you know what I said? You know what I said? I said when I came out here, I said, nobody says it the other way. It has to be Nevada. He said I had small hands. Actually, I'm 6'3, not 6'2, but he said I had small hands. They're not small, are they? I never heard, I never heard that one before. Donald Trump has small hands. So I said, small hands. These guys know I hit a ball 280 yards. Stand up, my club champion. Stand up. Do I hit the ball good? Do I hit it long? Is Trump strong? Huh? He referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee. It. All right. Okay. I think we should take a drug test prior to the debate. Mushroom pepper. This special
1: island loophole helped me drop from 184 to 123 in weeks. You've probably heard
5: that...
2: My mic was defective within the room.
5: Did
2: that explain the sniffles then?
5: Did you see where Biden wants to take me to the back of the barn? Me. He wants it. I'd love that. I'd love that. Mr. Tough Guy. So I spent a long time this morning on making my shoes so beautiful, so shiny.
4: And then I walked through more dusty floors than I've ever seen in my life. Typically, when family members that old start speaking like that in public, it's normally around the time you start considering the home, but not in the United States. That is the Republican frontrunner to be the presidential nominee. But let's get into the first set of clips from this Washington Post article. Uh, This first video is comparing Donald Trump in 2016, seemingly apologizing for his comments on the Access Hollywood tapes and how he addresses that same exact topic in the supposed CNN town hall just recently. You bragged that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that?
5: I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people. Certainly, I'm not proud of it, but this is locker room talk.
3: There was a tape deposition of you from October in it. You defended the comments that you made on that Excess Hollywood tape about being able to grab women how you want. Do you stand by those comments?
5: I said, if you're famous and rich or whatever I said, but I said, if you're a star, Uh, you are, and I said, women let you, I didn't say you grip. I said women let, you know, you didn't use that word, but if you look, women let you, now, they said, will you take that back, I said, look, for a million years, this is the way it's been, I want to be honest, this is the way it's been, I can take it back if you'd like to, but if you're a famous person, if you're a star and I'm not referring to myself, I'm saying people that are famous, people that are stars, the people, that are, rich, to be a star, people that are rich,
3: people that are powerful, yeah.
5: uh, they tend to do pretty well in a lot of different ways, okay? And you would like me to take that back? I can't take it back because it happens to be true. I said it's been true for one million years, approximately a million years, perhaps a little bit longer than that. So,
3: so you stand by those comments? Well, I don't want to lie. Mr. Oh, President. here's, we what, here's what she Mr. wants President, to say. Let's a get to rich the audience and famous person tonight. has no
5: advantage over anyone else. Well, you do have an advantage, and I say, unfortunately, but that's the way it is. You said,
4: fortunately or
3: unfortunately? Well, fortunately but Mr. Or, or unfortunately we have a lot of
4: for her. I mean, there's just an obvious and unmistakable difference in the way that he answers the uh-huh. same question on the same topic back in 2016 and the way he answers it today. Or like this example, in which the rhetoric really hasn't changed that much. In every single swing set. Local officials, state
5: officials, almost all Democrats, made illegal and unconstitutional changes to election procedures without the mandated approvals by the state legislatures. But these changes paved the way
3: for fraud on a scale never seen before. It's been nearly two and a half years. Can you publicly acknowledge that you did lose the 2020 election? Let me, let me just
5: go on. If you look at Truth of vote, they found millions of votes on camera, on government cameras, where uh, they were stuffing ballot boxes. We have elections that were horrible. If you look at what happened in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, if you look at what happened in Detroit, Michigan, if you look at what happened in Atlanta, millions of votes. And all you have to do is take a look at government cameras, you'll see them. People going to 28 different voting booths to. Vote, to put in seven ballots apiece, and they're all I had to
3: camera. stop you there because because
4: there is no evidence of that. What a petulant child he is with just the absolute inability to admit defeat. But those of us who have followed Donald Trump closely over the years, like those of you watching the Midas Touch Network right now, know that hearing Donald Trump's claims of rigged elections and things that were stolen from him are nothing new. It's a rigged system.
5: The system is totally rigged, and broken. This system is rigged. We're competing in a rigged election. This is a rigged election. That you will absolutely accept the result of this election. I will look at it at the time. I'm not looking at anything now. I'll look at it at the time. Are you saying you're not prepared now to... What I'm I'm saying is that I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. I will totally accept the results of this great and historic
4: presidential election. If I win. Honestly, to this day, it still blows my mind to hear anybody involved with the United States politics say those things out of their mouth. And as dangerous as it is for a United States politician and presidential candidate to claim any election was rigged or unfair, I think the rhetoric surrounding the January 6th attack on the United
3: Political violence is an
5: attack on everything we cherish as Americans. It can never be tolerated Now more than ever we must unify around our shared values and rise above the partisan rancor and forge our common destiny I don't think and I've spoken to Hundreds of thousands of people. I've never spoken to a crowd as large as this and that was because they thought the election was rigged and They were there proud they were there with love in their heart that was an unbelievable and it was a beautiful day will you pardon the january 6 rioters who were convicted of
3: federal offenses i am inclined to pardon many of them of them you know they did a very
4: Drinking warm water before bed restores healthy blood sugar levels and eliminates type 2 in weeks. And it will be
5: very early on. And they're living in hell right now. So we come to pardons. They're living in hell. And they're policemen and they're firemen and they're soldiers and they're carpenters and electricians
4: and they're great people. Many of them are just great people. Or like in this example given by the Washington Post where radical rhetoric has only given way to even more radical rhetoric. We've worked
5: very hard in four years. We've been hit by fake, fake investigations, fake scandals, fake impeachments. We've had, we've had so many things that uh, the witch hunt, i call it the witch hunt, and it turned out to be a phony witch hunt, and they should have known it the first day. They did know it the first day, but it's the deep state, it's whatever you want to call it. The Biden regime's weaponization of law enforcement against their political opponent is something straight out of the Stalinist Russia horror show. And, you know, we go Stalinist Russia. That's what it was. This was where it seems to have begun from the standpoint of us watching it in semi-modern-day history. You go back to communist China or look at a third world banana republic. That's what we've become between our borders, our elections, and the weaponization of law enforcement. Banana Republic, that's what we have become.
4: Or like in this example where he just does a complete 180 and just totally contradicts what he said just years ago when he was president. We want security for our country. The Republicans want security and insist on security
5: for our country. And we will have that. At the same time, we have compassion. We want to keep families together. It's very important.
3: Another immigration policy you had was the zero tolerance immigration policy that separated families at the border. If you are reelected, are you ruling out instituting that?
5: Well, when you have that policy, people don't come. If the family hears that they're going to be separated, they love their family, they don't come. So I know it sounds harsh, but if you remember, remember they said I was building prisons for children? It turned out that it was Obama that was building but the debt But would you re- re-implement
3: that if you're reelected? Is well, that what you're here's saying? Well,
5: we have to save our country, all right? We so can't it sounds afford, like that's a yes. You know, when you say to a family that if you come, we're going to break you up,
4: they don't come. And we can't afford to have any more. And here's one of his more notable contradictions now that the Republicans are trying to hold the U.S. economy hostage. Well,
5: hopefully we're in good shape in the debt ceiling. The de- I can't imagine anybody ever even thinking of using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge. Uh, when I first came into office, I asked about the debt ceiling, and I understand debt ceilings, and I certainly understand a, uh, the the highest-rated credit ever in history debt and a debt ceiling. And I said, I remember to Senator Schumer and to Nancy Pelosi, would anybody ever use that to negotiate with? They said, absolutely not. That's a sacred element of our country. They can't use the debt ceiling to negotiate.
3: You once said that. Using the, the, using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You, you said that so, when you were in the Oval Office. I was president. So, so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president.
4: <laughs> the disgusting laugh track of that New Hampshire audience still pisses me off to no end, too. And obviously because Donald Trump isn't in charge of the country, the anti-American inherently authoritarian rhetoric is back.
5: When was the last time you heard something good about our country? Well, we won. We beat China. We beat Mexico. We beat somebody. We never win. You don't hear good news about this country. We are in a position where we just never win. And that's because of our leadership. But we have no choice. If we don't do this, our country will be lost forever. People are tired of rhinos and globalists. They want to see America first. That's what they want. It's not too complicated. This is the final battle. They know it. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. This is it. Either they win or we win. And if they win, we no longer have a country.
4: Don't forget it was people like Mussolini, Hitler and Stalin that also claimed to be the only thing standing in between their country and total ruin. And if the mainstream media is only going to call this stuff out every once in a while, then we here at the Midas Touch Network have to continue to call this shit out every single day. And the best way to get more and more people to see that is for more and more people to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, tell them Brian sent you. We really have to fight these people together. Like I said, if the mainstream media isn't going to step up to the plate, then we here at the Midas Touch Network have to do it. And with the fans here and the people that I now call family, I think we've created the perfect community to do just that. Hey, and people
5: coming in from syria if we can't stop it but we're going to i've made it known if i win they're going back isis is honoring president obama he is the founder of isis he's the founder of isis okay he's the founder he founded isis and i would say the co-founder would be crooked Hillary Clinton. I don't throw babies out, believe me. I love babies. Actually, I was only kidding. You can get the baby out of here. They say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible.
4: Not only was that sick and depraved man maybe the 45th president of the United States of America, but somehow, we actually find ourselves right back where we started in 2015. I mean, to those of us who have been paying attention, this is almost like a really bad version of the movie Groundhog's Day. Donald Trump is once again the Republican frontrunner to become President of the United States of America. And while it looks like much of the mainstream media is set to again give Donald Trump a pass and a free run at the White House, luckily there are still journalists out there that aren't afraid to call him out. A few people at the Washington Post recently put together a great article entitled The Deepening Radicalization of Donald J. Trump, which I believe does a great job of comparing the rhetoric of Trump early on in his first presidential campaign and early on in his presidency to the completely unhinged and ridiculous rhetoric coming out of that man's mouth today. But before we get into the specific examples the Washington Post put together for this article, I find it really important to just remind everybody what the hell we're dealing with with Donald Trump.
2: It's a famous Mussolini quote, you retweeted it. You like the quote, did you know it was sure. Mussolini?
5: It's okay to know it's Mussolini. I look, Mussolini was Mussolini. It's okay to uh, it's a very good quote, it's a very interesting quote. I mean, I'm just talking about David Duke and the Ku Klux Klan here, but. I don't know anything. Honestly, I don't know David Duke. I don't believe I've ever met him. I'm pretty sure I didn't meet him, and I just don't know anything about him. Do you no, I...
1: plan to visit with the Pope when he comes into Philadelphia?
5: Well, the Pope believes in global warming. You do know that, right? <laughs> Written by a nice reporter. Now the poor guy, you got to see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Ah, uh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I Oh, maybe that's what I said. Whoever the hell brought this mic system, don't the son of a... to put it in, I'll tell you. No, this mic is terrible. Stupid mic keeps popping. Nevada. And you know what I said? You know what I said? I said when I came out here, I said, nobody says it the other way. It has to be Nevada. He said I had small hands. Actually, I'm 6'3", not 6'2", but he said I had small hands. They're not small, are they? I I never heard that one before. Donald Trump has small hands. So I said, small hands. These guys know I hit a ball 280 yards. Stand up, my club champion. Stand up. Do I hit the ball good? Do I hit it long? Is Trump strong? Huh? He referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee. I think we should take a drug test prior to the debate. My mic was defective within the
4: room. Did that explain the sniffles then?
5: Did you see where Biden wants to take me to the back of the barn? Me. He wants it. I'd love that. I'd love that. Mr. Tough Guy. So I spent a long time this morning on making my shoes so beautiful, so shiny.
4: And then I walk through more dusty floors than I've ever seen in my life. Typically, when family members that old start speaking like that in public, it's normally around the time you start considering the home. But not in the United States. That is the Republican frontrunner to be the presidential nominee. But let's get into the first set of clips from this Washington Post article. Uh, This first video is comparing Donald Trump in 2016, seemingly apologizing for his comments on the Access Hollywood tapes and how he addresses that same exact topic in the supposed CNN town hall just recently. You bragged that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that?
5: No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people. Certainly I'm not proud of it, but this is locker room talk.
3: There was a tape deposition of you from October, and it, you defended the comments that you made on that Excess Hollywood tape about being able to grab women how you want. Do you stand by those comments?
5: I said, if you're famous and rich or whatever I said, but I said, if you're a star, uh, you are, and I said, Women let you. I didn't say you, Grant. I said women let. You know, you didn't use that word. But if you look, women let you. Now, they said, Will you take that back? I said, Look, for a million years, this is the way it's been. I want to be honest. This is the way it's been. I can take it back if you'd like to. But if you're a famous person, if you're a star, and I'm not referring to myself, I'm saying people that are famous, people that are, you are stars, in the deposition, people you that are rich, to be
3: a star, people that are powerful. Yet?
5: uh they tend to do pretty well in a lot of different ways okay and you would like me to take that back i can't take it back because it happens to be true i said it's been true for one million years approximately a million years perhaps a little bit longer than that
3: so you stand by those comments well i don't want to lie mr, oh, mr. president here's we what here's questions. what she mr. wants president, president,
5: to say let's a get rich to the audience and famous person tonight. has no advantage over anyone else well you do have an advantage and i say unfortunately but that's the way it is. You said
3: fortunately or unfortunately. Well, fortunately Mr. or unfortunately for
4: her. Questions. I mean, there's just an obvious and unmistakable difference in the way that he answers the same question on the same topic back in 2016 in the way he answers it today. Or like this example in which the rhetoric really hasn't changed that much.
5: In every single swing state, local officials, state officials, almost all Democrats made illegal and unconstitutional changes to election procedures without the mandated approvals by the state legislatures that these changes paved the
3: way for fraud or to scale never seen before it's been nearly two and a half years can you publicly acknowledge that you did lose the 2020 election
5: let me me just go on if you look at Truth the vote they found millions of votes on camera on government cameras where uh, they were stuffing ballot boxes. We now have elections that were horrible. If you look at what happened in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, if you look at what happened in Detroit, Michigan, if you look at what happened in Atlanta, millions of votes. And all you have to do is take a look at government cameras. You'll see then People going to 28 different voting booths to vote, to put in seven ballots apiece. And President, they're all on camera. I have to camera.
3: stop you there because, because there is no evidence
4: that. I- what a petulant child he is with just the absolute inability to admit defeat. But those of us who have followed Donald Trump closely over the years, like those of you watching the Midas Touch Network right now, know that hearing Donald Trump's claims of rigged elections and things that were stolen from him are nothing new.
5: It's a rigged system. The system is totally rigged and broken.
4: This system is rigged. We're competing in a rigged election.
5: This is a rigged election. That you will absolutely accept the result of this election. I will look at it at the time. I'm not looking at anything now. I'll look at it at the time. Are you saying you're not Prepared now to what I'm to that saying principle. is that I will tell you at the time, I'll keep you in suspense. I will totally accept the results of this great
4: and historic presidential election if I win. Honestly, to this day, it still blows my mind to hear anybody involved with the United States politics say those things out of their mouth. And as dangerous as it is for a United States politician and presidential candidate to claim any election was rigged or unfair. I think the rhetoric surrounding the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol has the potential to become even more dangerous.
5: A truly magnificent nation, all Americans were horrified by the assault on our Capitol. Political violence is an attack on everything we cherish as Americans. It can never be tolerated. Now more than ever, we must unify around our shared values and rise above the partisan rancor and forge our common destiny. I don't think and I've spoken to hundreds of thousands of people. I've never spoken to a crowd as large as this. And that was because they thought the election was rigged and they were there proud. They were there with love in their heart. That was an unbelievable and it was a beautiful day. Will you pardon the January 6 rioters who were convicted of federal offenses? I am inclined to pardon many of them. I can't say for every single one because a couple of them probably they got out of control. My answer is I am most likely, if I get in, I will most likely, I would say it will be a large portion of them, you know, they did a very, and it will be very early on, and they're living in hell right now. So it comes They're living to in hell, and they're policemen, and they're firemen, and they're soldiers, and they're carpenters and electricians, and they're great people. Many of them are just great people.
4: Or like in this example given by the Washington Post, where radical rhetoric has only given way to even more radical rhetoric.
5: We've uh, worked very hard in four years. We've been hit by fake fake investigations, fake scandals, fake impeachments. We've had, we've had so many things that uh, the witch hunt, i call it the witch hunt, and it turned out to be a phony witch hunt. And they should have known it the first day. They did know it the first day, but it's the deep state. It's whatever you want to call it. The Biden regime's weaponization of law enforcement against their political opponent is something straight out of the Stalinist Russia horror show. And you know, we go Stalinist Russia, that's what it was. This was where it seems to have begun from the standpoint of us watching it in semi-modern day history. You go back to communist china or look at a third world banana republic that's what we've become between our borders our elections and the weaponization of law enforcement banana republic that's what we have become
4: or like in this example where he just does a complete 180 and just totally contradicts what he said just years ago when he was president
5: we want security for our country the republicans want security and insist on security for our country and we will have that at the same time we have compassion. We want to keep families together. It's
3: very important. Another immigration policy you had was the zero tolerance immigration policy that separated families at the border. If you are reelected, are you ruling out instituting that? Well,
5: when you have that policy, people don't come. If the family hears that they're going to be separated, they love their family, they don't come. So I know it sounds harsh, but if you remember, remember they said I was building prisons for children. It turned out that it was Obama that was building. But the will prisons you re- re-implement
3: that if you're re-elected? Is well, that what you're here's saying?
5: A, we have to save our country. All right. We so can't it sounds afford, like that's
3: a yes. You know,
4: when you say to a family that if you come, we're going to break you up, they don't come and we can't afford to have any more. And Here's one of his more notable contradictions now that the Republicans are trying to hold the U.S. economy hostage.
5: Well, hopefully we're in good shape in the debt ceiling. But the, I can't